Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Well, well, well. Round three. Round three. Three or, in a row. Yep, three in a row. <laughs> I think three is a lucky number. Said no one ever, but yeah. for us it is. Yeah, well, good morning, Mercer Island. You guys are listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, live and direct from the halls within Mercer Island High School. Breakfast on the Bridge, episode the bridge. three. You mind You mind giving us a... A little rundown of what this show is all about. Yeah, we have, we have. I mean, we have a lot, a lot on our plate today. We have like lots of PSAs and promos and stuff to talk about. But us personally, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl halftime, the Oscars, Kanye, Kim, and Pete, and uh, the Sean White and the Olympics. So we have we have plenty of topics. We have to plenty go over. of things. To Let's talk just say about. that, and we also have a fun question of the day. So please be sure to stick around for that. Yeah, and Exciting. um. Let's get the show started. Yep. So first, do you want to talk about the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah. And, you know, let me say something. Every time I'm watching the Super Bowl, since I never really grew up with sports, I've always stuck around for the Super Bowl for the halftime show. And the commercials. And the commercials. Because for some reason, the commercials just hit different when you're um, eating, like, I, don't, I guess, like tons of chips with your yeah, family around. Oh, yeah. Tons of Doritos. Tons of Doritos. It's like it's definitely the um the the snack for the for the morning. But um anyways, the halftime show this year consisted of some uh pretty popular rappers known as uh there was Dr. Dre, there M- was Eminem, Eminem Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent, Kendrick Lamar. And Mary J. Blige, who hasn't my who hasn't actually released a song in I think a good twenty years. Wow, it's, to, to, yeah. to my knowledge, but in the in the commercial she was like, Guess who's back? And I was like, Yo But then, <laughs> but then I never really cared because I only liked one of her songs anyways. <laughs> maybe if, yeah, yeah, maybe oh. if I grew up in the nineties I would have like been completely yeah, like I'm, I'm jumping sure, like, around and stuff. But. The parents were more oh. excited about this. Well, than- I, I don't know, because there there was like 50 Cent and Kendrick Lamar, yeah, who I yeah. feel like appears more prominently to our um, generation. And everybody likes Snoop Dogg. Everybody and loves Eminem. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I mean, Eminem is a little more controversial, but... If, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's, he's definitely out there. If, you can, if sure. you can avoid some of the things that he said in like his early days, then uh, good for you. But uh, to I feel like to a wider range of audience, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah, so it was an interesting bunch, and you thought it was good? I liked it. I really liked it. So we've seen how many Super Bowls in our lives? Quite a few. Have you seen a lot of halftime shows? Cause well, I mean, if you're talking about, like, every year, then I guess 17 halftime shows. But, like, because half of them, seven... you were, like, a child. I was a baby for. Yeah. I, I, I think the first Super Bowl memory that I have is going to my friend's house. And it was like the Katy Perry halftime show. Oh, Katy Perry happened. Where there was the Snoop Dogg in the shark costume, and he was like dancing or whatever, and that <laughs> became a meme on the internet. And I and I loved that one. Yeah. So, where's this in your ranking of Super Bowl halftime shows? I mean, it, I like appreciated it for what it was, but I don't think it was anything like actually crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Like it was just a bunch of guys, like and girl, just like pulling up on the stage or just having fun like reliving i guess you could say their old days because they 
except for Kendrick Lamar. Uh, <laughs> except for Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they were just um they were just performing like their most popular songs and I don't know it was I feel like it was more uh just like I don't want to say like hang out than like a vibe. A hangout, but I feel like K- Katy Perry's like halftime show when all like those crazy animatronics were there, like those. Wasn't there like a giant like yeah, like eight tiger? foot like monsters and stuff? <laughs> how it all just managed to work out perfectly just blew my mind. Yeah, I wonder how much money those costed. I don't. I feel like I there was a lower know. budget for this year's. Yeah, uh, uh, well, it's possible, but they. I mean, I don't want to sound. Yeah, well, let, let, let me rephrase that. They did do uh something uh oh gosh I'm blinking on the word they they did a tribute that's what I'm trying to say a tribute okay. to Tupac during their yes, performance right. when Dr Dre was on the piano he was um switching from one song to the next and he just played like a little s- snippet from one of Tupac's songs just on the piano just like kind of secretly and mm-hmm. like because not a lot of people will notice it but I was like I got you I I, got, <laughs> I know you <laughs> I, I understand you you. Yeah. you you and him just have that connection. Yeah, built. we like looked at each other through my phone screen and him through the camera. So yeah, we we had that little thing right yeah. there. Yeah. So I I one of my favorite Super Bowl halftime was Prince. Did you ever watch that one? Oh no, I was like I wasn't even born. Okay, then. well you could have just like rewatched on YouTube. Sure, sure, I could have. The disrespect right now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I I mean my oldest memories of I feel like growing up I was watching the Puppy Bowl. Uh, did you ever watch that? I couldn't tell you what the puppy bowl is. You don't is. know? Okay, no so idea. <laughs> on the same day of the Super Bowl, they have a puppy bowl, which is a bunch of, like, dogs, and they put them on, like, a mini field, and they all, like, run oh around my. with footballs. It's so <laughs> funny. And I, like, unless the Seahawks are they like com- Are they, like, competing? Like, is it, oh, like, a dog yeah, race yeah, tournament? Kind of. It's like, it's, it's, like, the dog takes the ball to, like, one end, but the dogs don't know what they're doing. They don't know they're <laughs> playing in, like, a Super Bowl with, like, millions of people watching them, so they're just, like... Was just sitting there on the field. Yeah, just like a, imagine like a bulldog or something. Just like. and then they have like <laughs> hamsters spectating. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> but what does this have anything to do with Prince? <laughs> well, I don't know. It just got it got connected. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought you were gonna say like Prince was like performing for the <laughs> Prince, puppy people. Yeah, I was like, that's exactly no, what happened. Like no way. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I did know that Prince performed. Because yeah. I, I remember a few years ago, Justin Timberlake did like some sort of tribute to him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, during his performance, he sang like one of his songs, which I thought was really cool. But then again, I was not born in Princess Generation, yeah. but I could still like appreciate, appreciate like how much he actually did for the scene. So I, th- I, th- I just thought that was cool. But. So last year we had the weekend, right, for the Super Bowl halftime. Mm-hmm. So. The weekend, I've like really never seen the weekend perform. So last year was the first time like I ever saw, like I've heard his songs, and I thought the weekend was a band. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fair. Like it doesn't. The weekend like, sounds like multiple people. When is the weekend people. just one person? Yeah, like just one I was guy. on there, and, and they're like, "It's the weekend." I was like, "Where are the rest of the like the members? Like where where is the weekend?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the weekend. I think he's good. Yeah, I, I was just so surprised. I was like. Wait. Oh, there's just one of them? Where's the rest? Where's yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? <laughs> yeah, I was ready for them just to, like, pop out on the stage. Yeah. No, it's just one guy. His name is Abel. Is it? Is it really? Yeah, he's Abel something. Wow. But, that that's Well, that's a fact. That's Abel. a new fact that I didn't know. Hey, um, but, yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I like those kinds of actors. I just had this sort of comparison in my head 
because I remember The Weeknd was in a movie, and then I was like, wait a second, Justin a Timberlake was also in a movie. Uh, the Weeknd was in this movie called Uncut Gems. It came out like a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he he didn't do anything. He just like performed in the in the thing. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry, but no, no. Justin Timberlake also did the same thing. But so did so did Beyonce, and she actually like speaking of that, she actually um, got her first Oscar nomination. Normally, she's in like the Grammy nominations, but she got. An Oscar nomination for the first time. Wow. Well, good, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I think it was for, for the movie King Richard, if I'm, yeah, correct. But it's, it's, that's funny because you, 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 we see like some very talented musicians that just like are great actors as well. And it's crazy. And then we have like great actors who, what? They can sing. Yeah. It's crazy. But uh, we'll be right back at you. We got some promo by one of our intro students, Hadley. Listen to the Black History Montage. The cry is always the same. We want to be free. I want to let you know that all of us uh, should be free and equal and have equal opportunity. I'm Harriet Tubman, people. I'm Harriet the Slave. I'm Harriet, free woman. And I'm free beyond my grave. This month, we recognize and honor the black voices that have been so often neglected. Take time out of your day to learn about and acknowledge black history. I challenge you to research an influential African-American and teach others about them. Sometimes learning about black history is the best way to celebrate it. Good morning, 88.9 The Bridge. I'm Sophie Prock, and I'm here with today's news, news that you can use. COVID-19 vaccine authorization for younger children is delayed as the FDA is continuing to look for more data. Parents are waiting patiently as Pfizer and BioNTech say that they expect to have data on three doses out in April. Because of the new Omicron variant, it has been very difficult to find new data, but researchers and officials are doing their best. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is being criticized by politicians and others because he invoked emergency powers to discontinue protests regarding COVID-19 restrictions. Many argue that such government powers should not be normalized when dealing with difficult situations. Some say it threatens our democracy and civil liberties. Our very own Grace Go was out and about this weekend, and she captured, captured some really awesome information and a super cool interview for us so as i pull that up listen to some more heartwarming news team usa's aaron jackson becomes the usa's first black woman to win olympic speed skating gold after teammate gave up her spot aaron jackson has become the first black woman and teammate Brittany bow who finished first at the trials gave up her spot on the team to ensure that Jackson would get to skate in Beijing. At the time, Jackson praised Bo and called her an amazing friend, teammate, and mentor. Here's Grace. Grace. 
Hundreds of protesters marched through the streets of downtown Bellevue on Saturday to voice their frustration over COVID restrictions in our state. They say it's time to get rid of mask mandates. We think that the mandates are fascist and dictatorial, and we don't think that they have a place in America. We are all about our freedoms, and we think that they're anti-science. If there was science backing some of these things, I would be behind it. With COVID numbers down dramatically from a month ago and nearby states dropping their mandates, protesters say it's time for Washington to do the same. That goes for schools, too. Many protesters were there to make their voices heard about the need of getting rid of masking in our schools. Not everybody's in agreement with the mandates. There are people out there who believe that it's government overreach. Protesters hope this march will help persuade Governor Inslee to rethink state mandates and begin easing on COVID-related restrictions. This is Grace Go reporting for KMIH 89 The Bridge. Thank you, Grace Go. It's always important to protest for what uh, you believe is right, I guess, <laughs> in in our form of um, commu- in our community. Yeah, no, yeah. it was definitely. I didn't. I didn't even know the protest was going on. There are so many like different things orchestrated by students, which I just like am am like very shocked by. Yeah, because I think this was just in the middle of the belt of Bellevue, and, <laughs> and Grace just went and yeah, turned yeah. on her mic, and that's it's very impressive. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that a lot. I would have the guts to go and and interview people like that. Because mm-hmm, who knows what like reaction you can yeah. get out of them? It's definitely a risk. Um, I I remember this is a little off topic though. <laughs> we were supposed to go to New York, and Joe was like, "You know what? You got to do. You got to." Turn on your phone. Just keep the mic running because who knows who you're going to meet there. And I was so excited. Like maybe I was walking by and I like, who knows? I see like um, all, John Oliver like walking on the street or something. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, like what's up? But that never happened. <laughs> never happened. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah, thanks, COVID. But yeah, so um, so six states require most people to wear masks indoor. And that's California, Hawaii, Illinois, New York, Oregon, and Washington. Mm-hmm. And a lot of states have have eased or eliminated mask orders yeah yeah oh yeah Uh, it's it's interesting for for me to hear that because if states are doing this then i feel as if they're they're like definitely not doing it because like they're bored of masks i feel like they're doing it because i i i hope that there is like some scientific like research with with the uh, behind it the um booster shot with the booster shot hopefully (laughs) but i mean i don't know if it was up to me like I feel like I just like really play it safe because if we were because the mask mandates have been lifted and then just brought back again. Yeah. Because if we really haven't Was learned it anything. Was lifted at one point in, in Washington? I don't think in Washington, but yeah. I remember like visiting Oregon over the summer and like. Oh, yeah. The mask mandate was like. Like no one was wearing masks. And no, I was I, really surprised. That happened to me. I was, in, I was in Idaho and like we went to like. I mean, I find is we went to some like Walmart or some some kind of big, big store like that. Yeah. And. Everybody there wasn't wearing masks, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then, like, the, the, the like this, this lady came up to me, and she was like, "So, why are you wearing a mask?" I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> sorry, know." It's like, sorry. I'm from Washington. Like, that's <laughs> what we do. Yeah, but yeah. So, to date, 32 states um, have orders broadly requiring residents to wear masks in public. They have lifted that. So it's interesting, yeah. But I, I guess it's really only just a sitting game, waiting and seeing what's going to happen, because. You know, no matter how much you protest, like whatever the government says goes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know that 11 states had not imposed mandates at any point. 
Yeah, well. Like, including Florida. Well, Florida's not, like, a surprise there, but mm -hmm. other places. Yeah, I mean, we can only, like, tr li we can only, like, listen to Florida so much. Like, there's <laughs> there's so much stuff, unbelievable things going down over there that I just... Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> at this point, like, 90, probably 99% of people in Florida have gotten COVID. So I guess, in some ways, their state is, like, reaching, like, that... Yeah. Thing where like you, like everybody's gotten it, so it's like immunity. I mm -hmm. think in some way, I think that's what we thought at the start of COVID before we had Omicron. Is that once everybody's gotten it, it's like it, it'll, it'll immunity all just fade away. Yeah, but obviously not anymore. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> we keep coming back, but yeah, it's that's kind of crazy to me that so many states are lifting. I feel like Washington's definitely going to be one of the later ones. Like, I I agree. Because Washington, I feel like, is more uh, less less conservative than most of the states listed there, like Florida, probably Texas. Te Texas. Yeah. And I feel like um, that that's just how it's going to go for, yeah. for us. I, I can see – it's possible for the next month for us not to be wearing masks anymore. But I wouldn't be surprised if we had masks on for at least in like another three or four months. Yeah. So, so you think that in, the, in this month we're going to? Or like when's your prediction? For I'm saying maybe April – Okay. April-ish is yeah. my prediction for masks to be off. But I feel like I'll just be one of those guys or people with a mask still on because I just mm -hmm. am going to feel, like, weird about it. It, it is going to feel weird. We've, like, spent the last two years You're like, oh, masks. that's what the bottom half of your face looks like. Nice to meet you. Yeah, that's the scary part tonight. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to school with a mask on. Like, I get up in the morning. I don't I don't have to put any makeup on. I may, maybe I'm terrible chilling. with my mask off, but, like, I you just keep your mask on. Yeah, well, for me, you can't see it right now, but maybe I shouldn't share that with the world. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't shaved my chin in like a while. It's always grows. You have a giant like... beard. If, no, once no, you no, take no, off no, your, no. Once you take off your mask, no, it goes down no, to your it's knees. It's like not that bad. It's just like an awkward stubble, and I kind of am not a fan of it. So I need, well, to, I need to deal with it. Thanks, soon. masks, for letting us <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's, helping helping our insecurities uh, day by day. That's true. Yeah. But um, anyways, we have a song. By Kendrick Lamar called All the Stars featuring SZA. That was All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar featuring SZA, brought to you live and direct from 89 The Bridge. You guys are listening to Breakfast on the Bridge here. And tell me that wasn't what I just told you it would be. Well, it, it was. He he told me right before we started, he was like, this is going to be the best. After after music. <laughs> after music, same. Whatever. But yeah, so Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar was... He was at the Super Bowl. He was at the Super Bowl. Like we talked earlier. But uh, anyways... Uh, staying away from that a little bit. If you guys want to text us or call us in, we're going to have a question of the day right about now. Uh, text us or call us in at 206-275-9104. We'd be happy to hear what your answer would be or just, I don't know, send us a kind message. We got a few kind messages last time, so if you guys can beat them, I'll actually be Do surprised. Do better. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're great. They're great. <laughs> we got people from Minneapolis last time. We got... Uh, people from all over. I don't know. It was it was great. Compliment was great. us as much as possible. Yeah, it, it, it helps. <laughs> we love compliments. <laughs> we do, I'm, and I'm sure that goes for a lot of uh, people out there as well. But so, question of the day. I kind of put you on the spot there, but it's fine. I'm ready. I'm prepared. This is, I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. Awesome. Okay, so we have who has the most followed Instagram account in 2021, and so you can test text us at 206. Two seven five nine one zero four with your answer. Awesome, and you guys should do that. But right before that, we got a new an intro student, to my knowledge, or I could be wrong about that. Forgive me, but um, 
Her name is Sophia L, and she started this new STEM news you can use thing, which deals with like science, technology, electronics, Anything. and yeah. whatever the M stands for, math. I think so. Yeah, that'll be uh, that's coming up right now. Hi, I'm Sophia, and this is STEM news you can use. In January, the amount of trees cut down in the Brazilian Amazon rainforest far exceeded the deforestation for the same month last year. The area destroyed was five times larger than in 2021. The highest amount in January since 2015. Environmentalists accuse Brazil's president of allowing deforestation to accelerate. Protecting the Amazon is essential if we're going to tackle climate change. Trees in the Amazon are felled for their wood, as well as to clear space to plant crops to supply global food companies. At the Climate Change Summit last year, more than 100 governments promised to stop and reverse deforestation by 2030. Deforestation totaled 430 square kilometers, or 166 square miles, in January, an area more than seven times the size of Manhattan, New York. The vastness of the rainforest in Brazil absorbs a huge amount of greenhouse gases for the atmosphere, acting as what's known as a carbon sink. But the more trees cut down, the less the forest can soak up emissions. COVID vaccines for five and under have been delayed by a month after the FDA abruptly stopped the sped-up review for the vaccinations. Worried about Omicron's effect on kids, the FDA urged Pfizer to get the okay for extra low child doses on the vaccine. With this plan, the set of shots could have been approved within weeks. But on Friday, the FDA reversed this plan, realizing that they needed more data on how the theoretical third shot would work. Pfizer made a statement that they expected the data by early April. Scientists are closer than ever to cracking the code for nuclear fusion energy. This could provide an alternative energy source that would be cheaper and cleaner for the environment. Researchers at the UK's Oxfordshire Joint U European Taurus, or the JET, performed a record-breaking experiment that has brought them even closer to harnessing energy fusion. They generated more than double the 1997 record for energy production. The experiment was conducted as part of a mega project that includes the UK, China, European Union, and the US. I'm Sophia. That's all for today. For STEM news you can use. No, what? That guy's got an afro and lives in London. Yeah, I was talking about Jimi Hendrix. He came from here, moved to London, and came back. Hello? Hi, is Christine there? Um, no, I think you have the wrong number. Well, I'm bored. Maybe we can uh, talk for a bit. Um, okay. It sounds like you're listening to a podcast. Um, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, um, the Rutabaga, of course. It's so funny. Uh, oh, that's one of my favorites, too. You better go check on your popcorn. It smells burnt. How, how do you know it smells burnt? The exact same reason I know you're in your living room. Hello? Never hang up on me. We're gonna play a little game. Rutabaga trivia. I'm gonna ask you some questions, and if you get one wrong, you die. Now, when does the Rutabaga air? Uh, uh, oh wait, I know this one. The Rutabaga airs from 10 to 11 and 11 to 12 on Mondays and Fridays. Wonderful job. Now, who are the members of the Rutabaga? Um, I think it's Nick, 
Jackson and Fenway. I guess you're not as big of a fan of the rutabaga as you thought. Wait, what? That's right. No, you forgot McLean. There are four members of the rutabaga. Oh, that's right, the stupid one. I always forget about him. Now, you die. No, wait! <laughs> Remember to listen to the rutabagas. You don't die in a horror movie. You won't be sorry. You'll laugh yourself to death. <laughs> be sure to listen to the rutabaga, or yes. else you'll die a blood-curling, scream, screamy death. Yeah. Just like uh, our friend, whoever... I, I, I don't recognize the voice. <laughs> well, one of them. One of them. <laughs> one of them. But, but. <laughs> but what a good show. And what a great what a great promo for that. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely one of the more original ones I've heard in a while. But you guys should actually listen to them. I've uh, They have the most streams out of any show ever on Restaurant High School Radio. And, yeah, you, you guys should check them out. But – Good show. So, what was the what was the question of the day again? We we have who is the most followed Instagram account in 2021? All right, and probably still now. You guys can text us at two zero six two seven five nine one zero four to find out your answer. But we're gonna tell you right after this little song right here. That was Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. You guys are listening to eighteen and the Bridge. Our question of the day. Yes. So we had. Who is the most followed Instagram account in 2021? And to stop building suspense, we're just going to reveal it. Yes. So, you, you want to do the honors? Yes, I will. I will. Got it. You got it. You 402 got it. million followers. What? I know, right? Okay. I didn't even know there was 402 million people <laughs> in the world. I'm joking. But we have Christi- Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. That's right. We had one. We had some text for Cristiano Ronaldo, and then we had one for Kylie for Kylie, I, it makes there. sense. It makes sense. You got to Yeah. I think she has like the second most liked Instagram post. Yeah, but it actually turned out to be Ronaldo. Thank you for texting in and saying those kinds of words. We got one. I love the morning show. Very, very sweet. Thank you for listening. Uh we got another 30 minutes of us here, but uh right now we're actually tossing it to our good friend Will over there and Will got you with the sports. Take it away, Will. Yeah, really excited for this. We're going to start out with hockey here. The Kraken registered a 4-3 win against Anaheim in a divisional matchup on Friday with multiple goals coming from forward Ryan Donato. Yesterday, they were run over by the Maple Leafs at home, losing 6-2 despite putting on the same amount of shots on net as the Leafs. As the playoffs inch closer, many fans, including myself, may wonder where the Kraken will look to go in the offseason. I think most people can agree something needs to change, but the question remains whether a coaching staff, goaltending, or even management switch is the best option for the team. Going into next year, we, have, we should have a pretty good draft pick as well as last year's second overall pick, Matty Beneers, joining us from the NCAA over in Michigan. For the Kraken, a first overall pick in 2022 would likely yield Ontario Hockey League standout Shane Wright, a Canadian draft prospect with a dangerously accurate shot. Hopefully we can tank for him. Uh, we're somewhere close in the race, but things are looking good for uh, that. Playoffs are pretty much out of the picture at this point, and that's all for your Seattle Kraken. Here's Scott with basketball. Thanks, Will. I'm Scott Purak with your sports update on college basketball. With the kickoff of March Madness officially less than a month away, the first issue of the expected brackets has been created. And here's what we know so far. In men's NCAA basketball, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are leading the nation as the number one ranked team, headed by their projected lottery pick, Chet Holmgren. 
and are set to be the favorites with an astonishing current 21-2 record. Four Pac-12 teams are on track to make the tournament, but the Washington Huskies and Washington State Cougars are on the outside of the bubble trying to find their way in. On the women's side, South Carolina and star player Aliyah Boston are leading the nation as the number one ranked team with a 23-1 record currently. In the Pac-12, six teams are projected to make the tournament, but the Washington State Cougars are climbing an uphill battle, and the Huskies are looking at an early ending to their season. For Washington State basketball fans, the Gonzaga Bulldogs have fought their way to a current seed. The madness starts March 13th with Selection Sunday for the women's and men's broadcast. I'm Scott Pirak with your college basketball sports update on 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you, Scott. That was a really amazing update, and I am super excited for the March Madness Tournament. Can't wait to spend all day in my living room watching that. Uh, Anyways, we'll toss it over to McLean with some baseball news. Yesterday may have been Valentine's, but there was no love between Manfred and Major League Baseball ball players. For most clubs, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today, but that didn't happen as lockout negotiations continued to go nowhere. With most of the proposed rule changes already agreed upon, the only thing left on the table is how much cash the players actually got, and that was the main topic of last weekend's meeting. The players proposed two economic solutions, one being a tiered heightening of minimum salary that rewarded players for staying at the major league level with raises, and the other being a flat increase of the minimum salary for everybody that gave clubs the ability to give players raises whenever the team wanted in the hopes that players can start making more money before reaching arbitration without teams feeling like they got completely screwed. Both proposals include a pre-arbitration bonus pool based on a new form of wins above replacement. The players lowered their proposal for the size of this pool from $105 million to $100 million, while the owners raised what they wanted from $10 to $15 million. They seem to be creeping towards a solution, but they're creeping very slowly. Well, that's it for baseball news. I'm no labor dispute expert, so here's hoping they can work things out soon so we can get back to talking about actual baseball. No kidding. I would love to see a baseball season start up sometime soon, but things might not look so great for that. Uh, To close out with sports, we're going to toss it over to Audrey, who interviewed a Swive captain, and this is it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 88.9 The Bridge. This Saturday, the Mercer Island Boys Swim and Dive Team will be competing at the state championship meet and I was able to talk with Brandon Peterson, one of the four captains of the team. Here's what Brandon had to say about the upcoming meet. Yeah, so we've we've been having a pretty good postseason so far. We just won Kinko's and Districts, and now we're gearing up for state. There wasn't a a ton of competition at at Kinko's, but we're starting starting to see a lot more swimmers across the the district, across the state pop up. Um, So we're starting to have a little more competition now, and we're, we're looking forward to this upcoming meet on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we had a really strong team in 2020, and we had a really strong team last year. And unfortunately, we weren't able to compete at state last year. Yeah. But this, the team remains just as strong this year, so we're, yeah. we're having a pretty good season so far and, and ready to finish it. Do you know what you guys are seated at in regards to state? Um, well, we're currently seated first mm-hmm. if, we, if we score out all the points, but of course, that, that just depends on how we swim. There's a, there's a lot of fast swimmers there, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. There's no, there's no telling you exactly how it'll go until, until it's all said and done. Thank you so much for joining me, Brandon. To hear the full interview, you can listen to my show, Keep It Real, that airs every Saturday at 2 p.m. here on 88.9 The Bridge. 
That's great to hear. Hopefully, MI can capture a swim and dive state championship. I know it'd be cool to win in some things. Uh, but that's all for sports. I'm going to toss it back to Marco and Molly, uh, the host of the show. And we'll hear a little bit more, including a guitar segment from Quinn and Matthew coming up later. Thank you. Thank you, Will. That was fantastic. Uh, it feels like I'm in a new station. We go toss it, toss it yeah, back. Toss, toss it back. Toss. I love that so We're basically much. playing sports. <laughs> We're basically part of the sports. Yeah, but uh, Brandon Peterson, you know, that that is true. The the Swab boys are really killing it this year. We, we, we went undefeated this year. Uh, in terms of like like meets and stuff like and that, and you're, you're you're in Swive, right? Yeah, you all, so congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It was it was a definitely a blast of a season. It was so much fun, but yeah, hopefully we can pull through to the end and just finish with that championship title. It would be just so fitting for our like last year. And, yeah. And, and anyways, so. I know the girls Swive. I think they placed first. Yeah, yeah. We're, so we're just killing we it. This year. Yeah, great great teams this year. Yeah, but anyways. We were on the topic of sports. We have the Olympics. Yeah. And, well, last week we were talking about the Olympics and how much America sucked at. Yeah, it. the U.S. had zero gold medal gold medals last week. We're doing not very well, but and we are twelfth place. Mm-hmm. And, but now we just went boom right up the rankings, and we are in third place with seven gold medals. Yep. Well, yeah. Um, I didn't. I knew we'd eventually rise to the ranks. There was no way we'd like. <laughs> Like let us stay at twelve, twelfth place that is. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got those gold medals. Do you know exactly what for, or just just the fact that we're p- currently placed just third in the world? I well, I think we 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 got we got bronze today for United States versus Netherlands in speed skating. So I think that's doing well. Mm-hmm. And then the bob bobsled that is a funny sport. Have <laughs> you have you have you seen that? I saw like this movie about oh. it in marketing last year. I watched that. I watched it was, like, that movie. Cool too. Runnings, I think it was. Yes. Uh, but I kind of fell asleep throughout the entire thing. <laughs> Marco, <laughs> the, the the American bobsled team that's listening is is really offended. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yes, looks like we're we're doing really well. And Sean, Sean White, who is a very famous snow snowboarder, um, he retires after his, I think, maybe like. I don't it's know. Olympic, I don't know. This is the first year I'm hearing about Sean White ever, because I, I, I've always liked Olympics. I just never actually paid any sort of attention to it, except for when, obviously, Serbia or America. Well, actually more Serbia, because we killed it in, like, tennis over the summer, and, like, oh, my God. And, like, mixed martial arts last year, it was, like, um, two um, two women, like, fighting, and the one from Serbia was, like, fighting someone from Croatia, Mm-hmm. And she like came out onto the stage with like the meanest looking face like I'd have ever <laughs> seen in my life, and I, my mom was like, "Yeah, like, uh, be careful." And I was like, "What? Do, what do you mean?" But and yeah. anyways, I so I never watched mix, mix martial arts. Mixed martial arts. That's what I said. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, I I don't really pay attention to them, but it's, it's interesting finding out like who's doing what, what's like happening in. All this stuff. I, I always like watching the Olympics, especially when it's um, uh, skiing and they're like going down the ridiculously large slope and then they're just flying. Oh, the like, flying afterwards. ones. And I love seeing like their like expressions on their face. Like, but... yeah, no, definitely. If you if I saw that coming at me, I would just <laughs> scream and yeah. run. <laughs> scream and run. But there's not much you can do. Guys traveling at like 100 miles per hour in the sky. Yeah. But anyways, 
That takes guts. Oh. That, that does. That does take guts. I, I'll admit. I could. I could never like fly off a mountain. Well, yeah, that is years of training, though. So, who knows? Maybe after like ten years of doing that, you'll you'll be like used to it. I think. Yeah, but probably. I could. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Anyways, we got a song coming up called the or called "My Girl" by The Temptations. Hi, I'm Creed Finnefrock. And I'm Miles Alois. And we're here to tell you the effects of going outdoors on your mental and physical health. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, American adults spend around 93% of their life indoors. Spending too much time indoors can lead to a lot of problems. Some of which include increased risk of sleep deprivation, susceptibility to chronic health conditions, and impaired social skills. To combat these problems... Being outside for 10 to 30 minutes a day greatly increases vitamin D levels, lowers stress, and can create a more calming environment. Another method that is suggested to help combat some of these problems is the 25 and 3 method. 20 stands for 20 minutes in nature, as in being in a park or on a nature walk, three times a week. The 5 stands for 5 hours in a semi-wild nature a month. This could be a national park. And 3 stands for 3 days a year off the grid, going camping, in a cabin, or just being away from cities and towns, out in nature with your friends. In the wise words of Henry David Thoreau, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, and to see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. Once again, I'm Miles Avales. And I'm Creed Finnefrock. And once again, we remind you to please find time in your day to go outside. You'll thank us later. Dear Afton. 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 How do I make friends? What are some time management strategies? What are your ways to cope with stress? How do you get the answers to these questions and even more? Tune into Dear Afton every Thursday at 7 here on 88.9 The Bridge. Turn into their show. Uh, but right now we got Karis's, uh Minute in Fashion. Minute in Fashion. Good morning. This is Karis, and I'm here to relieve the stress of how to dress. I know after Valentine's Day, we're all a little tired, so I think it's going to have to be a sweatsuit day. There's so many options for dressing comfy. One option is wearing a matching sweatshirt to your sweatpants, but this does not mean a grout fit. Another option is wearing colored sweatpants with a neutral colored sweatshirt. For a fancier look, wear tighter, more fitted sweatpants instead of baggy ones. You can also throw on a blazer or trench coat for a more fashionable look. Throwing on a vest is also always a great layering piece. For a more upscale look, wear darker colored sweatpants with a white colored tank top. And lastly, put on a leather jacket. For shoes, slip into any pair of chunky sneakers. To elevate any of these looks, throw on any bold statement jewelry. And that's how to dress to impress. Keep listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. We got the chunky sneakers, chunky sweaters, all sort of chunky items of clothing. Chunky scarf. Chunky scarf. We're gonna be all. We're gonna be like <laughs> look so fashionable and all uh, chunky stuff. I'm excited, but uh, today actually I'm wearing sweatpants. Not that much of a surprise, but uh, <laughs> like my usual, how my usual fit is. But yes, we have something really, really exciting coming up right now. We have our very first live uh, segment featuring two local Puget Sound artists, uh, Quinn and Matthew, with their band called the uh, Puget Sound. Hello, hello. This is Quinn. This is Matthew. And we're going to be doing a song called Take It Easy by the Eagles. It's one of our favorite songs. Peaceful Easy Feeling. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. The other Eagles song. Yeah, another right. great one. My bad. All right. Ready, Matthew? Yes, sir. All right. One, 
Against your skin so brown And I want to sleep with you in the desert tonight With a million stars all around Cause I got a peaceful, easy feeling And I know you won't let me down
awesome. Fantastic. Wow. First ever live music from that the radio so on the morning on the morning show. Thank you guys very much. That was beautiful. All right. Thanks for having oh, us. Oh man. I love I love listening to like live guitar, especially this early in the morning. It soothes the soul in my <laughs> opinion. Especially when it's from some of your radio friends. It's like ah, just love, you just love to hear it. Yeah, it, and make sure to check out the Puget Puget Sound you got it. on yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. The Puget Sound, Quinn Matthew, and I think they got a drummer, Aiden Hart. But, and Alexander Aylin. But I don't, it's a little unrealistic to bring a full drum set in here, but <laughs> they're, they're, they were here in the hearts. But anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening to the third show of Breakfast on the Bridge. Uh, it's been a blast. And you, you, Yeah, you, as usual, great. And I'm Molly. My name is Marco, and keep on listening to 88.9 The Bridge. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your Breakfast on the Bridge. And thank you for listening. KMIH Mercer Island, 88.9 The Bridge.